Thought Bubble Audio. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our show that Kirstie just kicks off unexpectedly. <laughs> this show is about the things we love and hate and love to hate. <laughs> and typically the thing we love to hate is how long it takes me to get get ready to start this show. She didn't even do her in-character, like, haunted Victorian doll smile. No, I didn't. <laughs> so she's kind of doing it now. <laughs> it happens eventually. Yeah, no, I was too busy being salty, so... Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, that's the energy we're bringing because this week we hate the thing. We hate the thing, but we love that our listeners recommended that yes. we watch the thing. Yes, because they were not wrong. They were not wrong, and a thing that I appreciate is that they came in with like evidence. Mm-hmm. And so we like went into this knowing what we were looking for a little bit. Yep. Um, and I just, we'll get there, but shout out, shout out to the listeners. Cause you guys keep us all going. Yeah. Thank you for this. <laughs> Thank so, you for this. Let's parkour. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Before we dive in. Okay. Go for I'm it. I think like parkour, the meaning of parkour is gone. <laughs> it's completely gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is <laughs> like so many things in our lives in these are modern times. <laughs> it's a hollow shell of its former self and yet we carry on with the ritual we do because of some reason yeah yeah anyway anyway i mean technically the pandemic is still happening so some demographic of folks including my household still have to be in semi core core yeah since we have an unvaccinated resident for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. It's great. We're all having fun. We're all having fun. Mm-hmm. In vaccination news. Oh. I'm double vaxxed now, guys. Yes. Kelsey's so. fully implanted. It Bill Gates now bell. knows everything. Yep. It was worth it. Yeah. Our friendship reunion is planned for eurovision so our expectations literally could not be higher there is like (laughs) the original plan was for the weekend before eurovision because i think we were like a little scared of the amount of expectation there but now i'm getting my second vax at that time so we thought that'd be a a big fat bummer yeah Um. (laughs) sorry i didn't want to be around myself the day after my second one so i texted kelsey and was like so you can still come but i might have a fever i don't know as fun as that sounds yeah um so our friendship weekend will now include three fully vaccinated adults yep one bottle of sam hugh and whiskey yep and the eurovision song contest streamed possibly on netflix we might be breaking news that isn't real but it was real for 2020 yeah and covid stole it from us so i think this is the least that everyone can do for us here yeah 
So far, I've actually read about this, like, far more extensively than I should have for the amount of information on the internet. Um, It's not a proportional, like, ratio there. Um, But by all accounts, Netflix has not indicated that they no longer hold the rights. Yeah. Like, neither party has said yes or no, but nothing was said after they had the rights last year. So everyone's assumption is they still have the rights. Yeah. Which is great news for everyone. Yeah. Although they would be streaming on a delay, which is like fine. I don't love it. Um, I don't love it. I, I don't love it. I do like being on Eurovision Twitter. Yeah. Um, but we can't vote anyway. It's going to be a game time so. decision for us. Because like if they cut the voting suspense time, like that's a no go. Sorry. <sighs> yeah. I didn't even think about the fact that if it's on a delay, they may not give us all of voting. Yeah. I love voting. I know. I can't even participate, and I still love that part so much. Oh my god, we have to get our bingo spell. Oh my god. Oh my god, we have a lot of prep work to do. We got rusty in our year off. And then we had a year where we didn't see it together, so it's been a while. The last time we watched Eurovision together, we almost burned your house down because we made mac and cheese in the stove. Oh, that was yeah. For that mac and yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mac and cheese was too big for the stove. And we didn't think about the fact that the stove door has like a heat seal on it. And we yeah. low key melted the plastic on the stove. <laughs> it was her backup stove. It's in okay, fairness, folks. there's no good reason for there to have been a stove in my basement to begin no. with. I did not put no. it there. Just no. so you guys all know. No. It came with the house. And I since removed it as a yep. result of the great poop Ted blood of 2018. 2019? <laughs> yes. It was 2019. 2019, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have another parkour that's not related to vaccinations. Okay. I remembered what yours is, even though you don't remember what yours is. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Oh. So- Mine is that we started watching the new um, Mike Schur show, oh. Waterford Falls. Yeah. It's more delightful than I anticipated. I went in with a lot of trepidation because I've yep. been burned before. And it was hyped like fucking hell. Hyped. We're on like episode five. Mm-hmm. It's been getting better. Mm-hmm. But what I'm really here to say is that no one told us that they cast Ted from Schitt's Creek. Oh my god! And that Ted has a line in, like, episode two where he's trying to make his train and he keeps trying to make his train and then he goes, it's not weird, I don't have, like, a train thing. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) That just really spoke to me. So... Rutherford Falls is on Peacock. Please enjoy. I love that so much. That brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what your parkour is? I do. Can you tell me? It is about the great snub of 2021. Oh, shit. You're right. This this was absolutely what it was, and I blocked it out. Okay. Man, I meant to like come in hot, too, and now I'm just like... So... There was an award show over the weekend. It'll be very old by the time this airs. Um, We're not going to name it because we don't respect it enough. No, because the entire (laughs) institution exists only to hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, (laughs) so Husevic was supposed to win 
in its category for like best original song or whatever the fuck. And like Molly Sandin was right there mm-hmm. in like a holographic dress yeah. in Husevik. In Husevik. Singing that song with, with children, children in sweaters and with fireworks and with no auto tune. Nope. And she did the damn thing. And somehow they didn't win it. I don't know nope. how. I don't know how. Like that song it was, was right there. I also kept seeing on Twitter, which I could not verify because I did not at any point in time bother to learn anything about any of the other songs or films nominated. But I kept seeing on Twitter that um, Husevik was the only song nominated that was actually in its film. They were all in the films. All the other ones were in the like end credits. That doesn't count as being in or the film. integral to the plot. Yeah. Which is according to NPR, so I trust. Okay, great. <laughs> Great. Well, that makes me even more fucking mad, because not only did they pass up an incredible song, but that song is the entire fucking tentpole mm-hmm. of the film. Mm-hmm. That I So I like want to write an entire fucking thesis about how the film is not actually about Lars, which seems like it should be obvious, except I've had multiple conversations with people where they're like, I don't see how you're supposed to root for Lars. And I'm like, because you're not. It's actually no. about secret, but okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I just feel like that song is the turning point where the film finally makes its argument. <laughs> when Kirstie goes all in on something, she goes all in on something, guys. True. There's really like no middle ground. No. I love this I wonder, fucking like, song. the whiplash of the people <laughs> who you interact with who are like, trains. Eurovision. Score hockey musical. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's just like every week I have like some new fucking thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I care Everyone deeply. Must Everyone must love this thing. It's so funny. It's so <laughs> wild. It's just a wild time out there. And you know what? We're all just trying to make our way in this big wide world. That seems like a good transition. Exactly. I was just about to say, speaking of people making their way. (laughs) Somehow, someway. um, Guys, we watched Marriage or Mortgage, Uh... the Netflix original series that has made me sad for humanity. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we've spent a lot of time, like, really focusing on nice content and things for nice people. And it's really been a while since um, we've done what I would call, like, our OG-style content, which is just, like... A hate watch? A hate watch. Like, shitty content that is exploitative that we watch simply because it makes us mad. Mm. And um, this is exactly that. This is that. Um, So... We were aware that the show was out there and we were actively avoiding it. And then friend of the show and Twitter follower, <laughs> Valerie, <laughs> sent us a DM and specifically said, Marriage or Mortgage on Netflix is absolute trash. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, great. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> and um, she also like took the time to point out, which I had not heard at this point in the discourse. I still haven't, to be honest. Really, outside of this that conversation. this conversation, um, 
She specifically said the hosts use people's trauma to manipulate them into buying a house or having a fancy wedding. And that was where Kelsey and I were like, okay, it's time to have a sidebar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> I think now this is like a whole issue. Mm-hmm. And we have to do it. Yeah. So here we are. Doing it. So the premise of this show, there's ten mm-hmm. episodes, which is so many. And Netflix in, in case you're wondering, I do have a where are they now for each of the couples, but continue. Good. Um well Netflix, like these style shows that they've put out have been in the six episode range. Yes. Six to eight, so ten just feels like a lot right up the bat. This should not have been made, but if it was going to be made, it should have been a six episode order. Yeah. And it's yet another Netflix original set in Nashville. I don't know what their deal is with production in Nashville, but like the organization show mm-hmm. was there. This show's there. I feel like they've got a situation set up over there for this type of content. But the format is literally love it or list it. Mm-hmm. The classic HGTV. What do I want to call that show? Gem. <laughs> Light of my life, maybe? Okay, I don't know if we want to do this now, but we need to have a conversation about this, because you have made some comments that alarm okay. me. Yeah, we'll come back to that. But okay. you've all seen Love It or Listed. Yes. Which, in which, like, a couple or a person has to decide if they're going to keep their home or sell their home. Mm-hmm. And you have two hosts that mm-hmm. compete against each other to, like, win their vote. Yep. Same premise here, but bleaker <laughs> because it's marriage or mortgage. And it's trying to address the, like, totally real thing, which is, like, weddings are absurdly expensive. Homes are absurdly expensive. Couples can't often do both mm-hmm. at the same time and so they were like trying to be clever here and yet <laughs> it's horrifying every step of the way and it's it sticks to the same formula to to many degrees as love it or list it like you tore three houses like that the house side is pretty similar mm-hmm. But the marriage side is, like, they share their wish list for their wedding, and then they check off different boxes that they want for their wedding. So sometimes it's floral, sometimes it's food, sometimes it's experiences, um, and they build, like, a wedding package. And the concept is that the realtor and the wedding planner own a quote, marriage or mortgage business, which is a joke. I haven't had a chance to look into that. I think I have an article open in my research tabs about it and just haven't Mm. read it yet. But I don't think that's real. Right? Like that. It seems weird. Like I could see a shared co-working space at the most. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense as a business model. No. But where do you want to go? Where do you want to start here? Well, okay. So, um, two things like off the bat would 
I guess these are like impressions of it, but I think what sets it apart. So personally, I think Love It or List It is already pretty bleak. Mm-hmm. But I think what sets it apart and makes it worse is that in Love It or List It, the, the subject of the episode, be it an individual or a couple, is making one decision, which is that, like, there's something about our house that isn't working, so we either need to fix it or buy a yep. new house. Yep. But, like, their path is very straightforward, and it, it's literally just like, do I need a new house, or is this a fixable problem? Yeah. And... They play on that and they exploit the hell out of it. And it's super fake. Um, I don't know how much you want, not you, but you, the listeners, want the actual production story of Love It or List It Spoiled. But like, (laughs) (laughs) it's worse than you think, even. Mm -hmm. Um, It's super fake. But at least they have like one decision in mind this is sort of taking the idea of like or like the mythology of building your life together and being like there is only one correct way to have a wedding and only one correct way to have a private residence yep and both of them are $35,000 endeavors because that's the price point we've decided on for these 10 episodes yep and your life as a couple will not be complete ever because you have to choose between one of them. Yep. But at least you get one. At least you get one. <laughs> yeah, it's very like, I think especially like the wedding industrial complex mm-hmm. is like such a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't ever say like, well, you could save whatever on this cheaper house, and then you've got $5,000, yeah. and you can have a little wedding. Or, like, you can go to City Hall for $15 and yep. get married. Like, th- the concept of, like, a wedding being the only way to get married is yeah. so overemphasized on this show. Aggressively. Um, Speaking as someone who chose mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Kirstie has it all, not all. I, well, I was able to have it all because, and this is still somehow a very millennial story, um, because my husband didn't go to college. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, now he's a lower wage earner, but we did have a wedding and a house. So, like. <laughs> According to them, you're living the dream, Kirstie. It's true. By Netflix standards, we really achieved. You did. Um. And I should caveat that I make these jokes from a privileged position, and I know that. So, (laughs) anyway. Um, I think the other thing that's, like, particularly gross about the, like, competition aspect is that um, not only are the hosts trying to get the couple to choose their particular thing, but in doing so, they, like, build in these bribes to each thing. Yeah. And... So, like, the the wedding planner, um, she builds these little packages, so she takes them on, like, two or three tours, and this is a bit of a sidebar, but there's something about the wedding planning stuff that feels really disjointed in the sense that, um, she's not planning a whole wedding, she sort of picks, like, two elements for each couple that she's gonna focus on, 
Yeah, it tends to depend on like how much they've already got their like heart set on certain things. So yeah. I've, I've seen a couple where they've already known their venue. So she's like, okay, I can't do venue. Yeah. So I only have $10,000 of this budget that I can actually customize. Yep. Yeah, I'm, um, there was, I, it's probably the same one, but there was one where she literally only did floral and food. Mm-hmm. And then there was one where she did like transportation and venue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I I only watched four episodes, but from one of the pictures in an article, it looks only. like there's one <laughs> only. It looks like there's one couple who she like actually took wedding dress shopping. Mm. So she kind of like focus focuses in on like specific elements as opposed to being like this is an entire wedding package. But yeah. then within that, she like is like, so if you pick a wedding, I'll negotiate with this venue or whatever to get you this like extra special vip thing that you wouldn't be able to get otherwise and then the real estate agent um stages something special in each of the homes from Mm -hmm. their wish list so like one guy wants a man cave so weird so she like stages a man cave yeah and one chick really likes meg appliances apparently right which like who doesn't but like okay yeah. And so she, like, stages a kitchen with all Smeg ap- appliances, mm. which, like, I'm sorry, did you just, like, move out the fridge and rent a <laughs> like, Smeg fridge? My reaction to this is, like, guys, your Netflix is showing, like. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Tone it back. It's like, the Hillary's Netflix of it all. there being, like. You have a leaky roof, and I only have $5,000, so you're not going to get your closet, bitch. <laughs> and, and they're out there being like, well, out of the generous seller is going to give you your smeg appliance budget. Like, no, they're not. Yeah, Netflix what fucking is. seller negotiated to be like, sure, you can have a $5,000 allowance in the contract for... In this climate? No. 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 Um... And and so the idea is that if you pick the house, then you get to keep whatever, like whatever room she staged, you get to like keep as part of the sale of the house, which is also just like not really how the sale of houses work. But like, yeah, and that has changed like over a couple of different episodes that I watched too. Like, oh, okay. Sometimes it's they're going to pay for clothing costs mm. or they're going to lower the price or they're going to pay for new paint or whatever. Yeah, like, those things make sense. That's the kind of stuff you usually negotiate. But also, you're not negotiating that with a potential buyer. You're Correct. Like, <laughs> at this stage, Correct. where you're like, well, they might choose a wedding, but... <laughs> but how would you feel about buying them Smeg appliances? Like, Netflix purchased this house... Yes. Staged it and then put it back on the market. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, paid somebody to, like, move out for a week and were like, great, this is our house now. It's just, it's so weird. And it it takes away from the premise that they're going for because they're trying to say, like, this is a really hard decision to make. Like, it's a, a budget situation. And then they're like, well, you can have all these things for free. Right. And they're doing their, like, whole Oprah song and dance of, like, you get a wedding and you get a house and whatever. And it's like, well, then, what's the, what are you trying right, to say? Right, We're no longer telling the story of, like, the American millennial. We're now just, like, right. it's now any other, like, giveaway show where, like, 
we have a production budget and we can just give you free things and it will cause you to have some form of reaction on camera that we can then force people to watch for ad revenue. Right. Right. Which is... I think, like, that element in particular turned me off from the show more than Mm -hmm. else. Was the, like, I'm going to sweeten the deal and you didn't even know. So here's the thing. This always bothered me about Love It or List It, but I think it's, like, especially true here. It's not clear why the hosts have to compete. Like, who is this for? Who does it matter to... Which one wins? Like, are they keeping score? Is it... it, Are there, like, are there, like, what are the stakes? Like, why are we supposed to care which one they choose? There's no incentive to care. And then the hosts are out there bribing them. Yeah. And, and it, I don't know. It's like, I guess I would... I can choose something at random too if the production team is telling me they'll give me free shit. You know, like why? So this isn't necessarily the time for me to go on my soapbox okay, about what I'm ready for it. But in the in the newer seasons, like say last five years, I feel like they've come to a place where they know that nine times out of ten they choose to love yep. it. And so Hillary doesn't, like, the facade of them competing it has become more of a, like, joke within a joke. Mm-hmm. So Hillary's like, yeah, I know I'm going to win, whatever. And she just, like, spends her whole time, like, walking around the house being like, this is trash, this is trash. And then she, like, like the pretense of them, like, going head to head is less of, like, the focus mm-hmm. at this point. And, like, once in a while when David actually gets them to move she's like wow you actually got one like good for you but it's like not as staged as it used to be like it's obviously all staged but it used to be like yes yeah 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 i think they've moved past that and now it's more just like david almost goes into it knowing he's gonna lose every single time he's like yeah this is just like the part i do (laughs) like this is just why i'm here it's fine which has made it more likable. I'm here to say that like, Love It or List It has gotten Is better. it, like, more relaxed? Like, a fine wine. <laughs> like, a fine wine. There was a, a while there in, like, the 20-teens where it was unwatchable. It was, like... Unwatchable. Absolutely yes. toxic. And for, like, no good reason. And Hillary was doing, like, off-the-wall shit, and David was showing them houses that were, like, nowhere close to what they even asked for and were, like, so out of budget... And they were just at each other's throats all the time. And it was like, this is the stupidest premise. I don't know why we're doing this to ourselves. Yeah, it's definitely like they've backed off of hating each Mm. other. And now they're more just like, they have a good rapport. And they seem like they can do it off the cuff now. And they don't need as much scripting, which I think makes a huge Mm -hmm. difference. And I think Hillary's just taken more of an attitude of like... (laughs) She takes so much offense to the houses that she goes into. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. Like, I need to look at older episodes and be like, have I changed or has the uh-huh. show changed? Yeah. But I do, like, there are certain episodes where I'm like, no, this is an older one. Like, I can't watch yeah. this. And then the newer ones, like, I'll get sucked into because of Hillary, mainly. Yeah. Just being who she is. <laughs> I do think that's interesting. I haven't actually tallied it, but I do know that more people chose wedding than house in the show. Which 
baffled. Really? Me. I think it makes total sense because it's if you're going to choose a fake thing, choosing the fake wedding has more payoff in your actual life outside of the time you were on a Netflix show. Like Netflix isn't buying them the house. No, it's not. But like Netflix is going to make the wedding happen. Like they'll have to spend some of their own but money on the wedding, but like the plot twist was like all these weddings were COVID weddings yeah. and they weren't none of them turned out so far the ones I've watched to be what they were advertised as, which Although, is a, a bunch of them or not a bunch, but at least a couple profiles that I read, they did save money because their weddings ended up being smaller than originally planned and so they did put that towards either moving out of state or like um adding to their savings for other houses or like all of these other things but that's not the point of the well, show no, because the show is like, busted it's so busted. i just i think the wedding is the wiser choice in this specific setting i can't comment on real life but i think like if you're on a television show, choosing the wedding makes more sense. There was one episode that I watched where they chose the house. Mm -hmm. And that was the one where they got the lower price and the closing cost paid yep. for. And they were like, we can buy a wedding another day, but like the house won't come back. Yeah. <laughs> but a bunch of couples who chose the wedding said the same thing in their Where Are They Now profile. Who's been? $35,000 on a wedding. I'm sorry. I can't no, I mean, that is, that. that's a lot of money on a wedding. I know a lot of people do. Right. I don't. I mean, for what it's worth, I, I did not. No. And you were there. It was, was great. There. It was a perfectly respectable wedding. Okay, it was better than that, looked... but thanks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was better than that. <laughs> it looked the same, yes. if not better, than these yes. weddings. Yes, it's yes, yes. Like, comparable Correct. at worst. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just bonkers. Like, I don't... I, I don't but, know. I mean, but... the thing that I've learned from watching any home-buying television show is that the homes that you're looking at aren't the homes you're placing offers on anyway. Like... Yeah. So... I, don't, I mean, I don't know how that part of it works in the show. I haven't seen the, like, explainer of that element of it yet yeah. but i would have to imagine that the same is true here would where whatever home they're buying is not really the home that they looked at on the show so if that's the case right. like there are other couples who chose wedding who then went on to either get rentals or buy a home because shocking some people can do both and did what? after the show <laughs> um, right and and so yeah like if you're not going to buy the house that you looked at on the show anyway then why would you choose house? I just, I also just don't understand, like, going back to these incentives, like, why is your premise you have to choose one when the, you offer incentives to make yes. each one cheaper? Correct. It should be you get both. Right. 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 Like, you take, you make some hard choices. That, you know, that's you an interesting spin on it. Like you get a third host in here who's like a financial planner and you get yeah. the whole team together and you have the financial planner who helps to make the overall plan, the wedding planner who takes the wedding budget and makes you a nice wedding and the real estate agent who takes the real estate budget and helps you find a nice house. And mm -hmm. then boom, you did them both in your budget. Boom. Right. Shit, that's a good television show. 
we fixed the show, we fixed guys. The show. <laughs> you know, we've said this before, but like Netflix, we're right here. <laughs> if you're out there. <laughs> we're literally right here and ready to go. Ready. So I think we need to talk about the like at least the two specific couples that truly alarmed us yeah. and it wasn't even them in all cases it was the whole situation it, we were in this show the other part we haven't touched on yet is that the show does not handle its couples with respect it's no. very much like look at these weirdos let's highlight yeah. their quirks and reduce yeah. them down to that alone yeah, it's also very much like I filled out one survey with like three things I yep. like and that's my personality yes. now. Yep. Which is not unique to this show, but is certainly No, but it's a thing we've talked about it. a lot recently as as turning us off mm-hmm. in ways that maybe it didn't once upon a time, but Yeah. Just like reductive and exploitive television is not fun and fulfilling the way it used to be <laughs> it's no ted lasso it's no ted lasso <laughs> i just finished it for a fourth time guys. shit i keep wanting to and i keep having to do homework instead oh it was great uh, i'm so ready second. for it i found new jokes fourth time. wow it was awesome that's some rich content um rich content. anyway take us to our couples Okay, so I want to start with one that you didn't watch. Yes. And I yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've never been more alarmed, maybe ever in my life, than I was, <laughs> and I've sat on some information that I didn't share. Oh with no! You. So this couple, this is a couple that. Well, I'm not going to tell you yet, but they all live in Nashville. All these yep. couples, and this couple, um comes into this already living together in an apartment they have a roommate and they are like all of the couples like 50 50 marriage or mortgage whatever they usually try and like assign one person to each Mm -hmm. argument and the like personality (laughs) that they assign to this couple is that they are super religious and they t- say that they're like leaders in their church group and they want a home that is not just for them but is for their community so they want to be able to host like church groups at their house all the time and so that's like their big motivation for getting a house is to be able to host other people in it and so the thing that you learn <laughs> Is that despite that they live together, they are abstaining (laughs) until they're married. Which, like, you're like, okay, people do that. But no, but no, no, no. (laughs) The, um, the fiancé, boyfriend, whatever he is, he leaves every night. His Where does he go? And goes to stay with friends for free every night and comes back every morning. 
and I'm not over it. I'm not over it. How is this sustainable? So they moved in together. Why are you paying rent? Why are you paying rent on a home you don't sleep right. in? Right. They moved in together, and he doesn't actually sleep there. No, but he, they share a closet. So there's all this like videos of them like being at home and her being like, "Okay, good night," and she closes the door. And, like, why can't he just sleep on the couch? Like, I don't know. Like, why can't you trust yourselves to just not have sex in the same house at night? Yeah. I'm alarmed. Like, that was where I was alarmed. Yes. <laughs> it was like, help. And so the Why doesn't he just have his own apartment? Show, like, why? I don't know. I don't know. Who are his it. friends that it. are just letting him couch surf? How long have they lived together? Unclear, but. Okay. They choose house not wedding after all this so they still are not having sex they buy a house together and she says well fortunately my church friend lives down the street so i go and sleep at her house every night and maybe we'll get married in a year or two Help. why didn't they just go to see oh so i do actually have a um Help. let Help. me consult Help. with Help. my i that broke my brain a little bit it broke mine too, and so I'm not here to like. We just came into this saying like that this show, <laughs> like, is very reductive to all of its contestants. What do we call them? Participants. Couples. But also help these people. Well, this is one of those places where it's like, is it an act that they're putting on because they know they're going on television? Like, are they playing it up as part of their like casting tape, or is it a reflection of the kind of person who seeks out? being on television i don't know they were like we they said they wanted to be an example for their church group and not and live the life that they were telling other people to then live. why did they like live together to begin with like i don't i don't know. he could have and just had a separate apartment they, they could have just lived in different apartments well, every house they went into had another bedroom and they were like, oh, this would be great for other people in our community who are doing the same thing so they can crash in our house. Like, the hosts on the show did not know what to do with them. I wouldn't they know what like, to do either. So this couple... Um, okay, so it says... Despite their eagerness to have a wedding ceremony, the pair ultimately chose to buy a home, a decision that they don't regret in the slightest. That said, since filming wrapped, they've had a lot on their plates. And then it says, we've been definitely settling into our house. It's just been a long process of buying the furniture that we want and the decor and doing the little touches to make it feel like home. Except if you don't sleep there, it probably doesn't feel like home. Also, like, how busy are you buying furniture? Like, how big is your house? It was, it was like, a very like standard suburban yeah. house um but they have news they got married about seven months post move-in they couldn't take it anymore we had a small wedding and it was so lovely obviously we was spending our money on the house it wasn't like what sarah was offering but it was perfect for us so this is i think we talked about this a tiny bit at the beginning like touched on it but this is my quibble so many of the couples eventually like the couples who chose house eventually got married and yeah. several of them reference small weddings like this a couple of them just like eloped 
with like themselves and a photographer and a officiant. Mm-hmm. So to your point earlier that the whole premise of the show is that you can't have both. Yeah. Like you fucking can. You, you just can. can't. Not on this show. <laughs> like maybe they won't film you doing it, but like Right. There are lots of ways to live your life. <laughs> I just think like the way like that's where the show falls apart is where they position these two things as polar yes. opposites when they are not. Like love it or list it, yeah, you can't have two primary no. homes. Like you, you can't keep one. your house and sell your house. Right. And they miss like you could do big wedding, small wedding. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like <laughs> apartment or mortgage, whatever. Like Well, and even it, the people who like things are not picked wedding and didn't immediately buy a house, they're like it's great because now, like, the, the couple in the pilot episode are new to Nashville and they're like, we want to live here for a few years mm-hmm. before we buy a fucking house. So, actually, this is great. Right. Right. <laughs> and, again, it's, like, such a flimsy premise because it's, it's like they actually aren't even in a stage of life to really be debating buying a house by their own admission. Yeah. Right. Do you want to talk about the other couple okay. that we need to yeah. address? So, are we ready to go there? This is like the most egregious. This is horrifying. So this is the couple that our listener actually highlighted in the DMs when they told us that yep. we had to watch the show. So um, it's a, a man and a woman. And, um, you know, whatever. They like want a wedding, want a house. Um, when they're doing... This episode, like, starts off fairly normal, mm-hmm. gets, it, it's like one of those graphs that looks like a mountain, but is, like, trending yep. upwards, so it, like, is going, and it kind of plateaus, and then there's, like, a couple peaks where there's some hints that something is about to happen, yep. and then we get to the house part, and shit just, like, goes up through the fucking roof. <laughs> so, we're doing yep. the wedding stuff, and it comes out that she wants a ranch fountain and this becomes like the entire focus of the wedding planning is like he eats cake and she has to have a ranch fountain it's that thing that like when you're in that awkward phase between like 10 and Mm. 15 years Mm -hmm. old and no one knows what to get you for your birthday and then they find out you like like this one tv yes. show or this one toy and you just get mountains of it for the next 10 years like that's what's happening here with the absolutely absolutely um so like she takes her the wedding host takes her to a caterer who builds an entire ranch themed menu so there's mm-hmm. the ranch fountain and there's like ranch themed dishes with ranch pairings and whatever and it's referenced off and on through this time that the mother-in-law is going to be involved in all of this Mm -hmm. yeah so then we get to the house part of the show where the mother-in-law is now joining us for all of the house tours because she's co-signing. Because she's co-signing on the mortgage. Which, like, Netflix, you want another free show idea? Give me a show of just couples searching for a house with their parents who are co-signing. Because that is cringe that I'm interested in. Yes. 
I think interested might be uh, a complicated word for me, given my lived experience. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to put anyone on blast from this podcast. This is what we call an Easter egg. (laughs) (laughs) Someday, guys, if we do a live show, we'll tell you the whole story. Oh my god. Um <laughs> Anyway, so um so the mother the mother-in-law who is the groom's mother. Mm-hmm. Um they always are. We're going to be able to edit that. <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> can start over. I'm just really going on a journey. Um so <laughs> the mother-in-law goes on goes on the tours because she's co-signing the mortgage. And there's all these jokes about how she's going to have all these opinions and it and like she and the um bride have like a supposedly functioning relationship but like they openly kind of jab at each other and and the yeah, fact that it seems like they, they both sort of allude to like almost fighting over the groom uh-huh. Um, like vying for his um like affection and like to influence him. Yeah. There's a lot of like happy wife, happy life shit going on. Anyway, mm-hmm. um it's also revealed during the episode that the couple is having fertility challenges. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't clear to me from the episode itself if they were like actively like going through fertility treatment. Or if it just, like, hadn't happened for them yet, or... No, they just knew that they were going to Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, So, there's... By the time we get to the house tour, there had already been, like, two crying moments in the episode about the fertility things. So, they, like, go to a house, it's staged, whatever. They go to the next house, it's staged, and then they go to a bedroom, and it's staged... I bet you can't guess! As a nursery! This is the most egregious thing I've seen on television in the year of our Lord twenty. Yeah, you know, like it's like it's like almost unspeakable how disgusting it is to be like, hey, you're having fertility problems, and we know that having a family is very important to you. So, um, because I personally am invested in you buying this house for television show plot reasons. Um, here's a nursery. Would you like to buy it? Right. <laughs> I, if I were them, I would have been, I would have walked Same, out I would have been so fucking mad. And yeah. then they, like, they all, like, sit down in the nursery and have this, like, heart-to-heart moment. And, like, the mother-in-law mm-hmm. talks about, like, bonding with her infant son 
<clears throat> and like all of her memories of bringing him home as a baby because she also had fertility problems. yeah and then like she and the bride now like have this connection it's, it felt very extreme because they resolved it in like three exchanges and she's like oh i understand you as a person yeah. now yeah in this moment because <laughs> no. like there's no way that they've never talked about that before as close as they all are no and it's also just icky and like the the real estate agent like pretends to cry oh my god oh. and i've only ever been in one other situation where i've seen somebody fake crying that poorly <laughs> <laughs> and it was a boss that i had who was a complete cyborg but for some reason attempted to cry in front of people and she mm. full-on did the thing. You're not going to be able to see this, listeners, but she full-on did the thing where, like, her face was the same, but she was like... <sighs> it's like, that's not what crying looks like, but... Like, wiping yeah. her eyes, for those of you But, who like, not moving them. her face. There's, <laughs> like, no mm -hmm. face movement. It's just like, I'm just going to touch the corner of my eye. <sighs> it's not even safe to do anymore without pure outbursts, <laughs> so, like... <laughs> uh so yeah it was it was super icky and they ended up choosing wedding which i was i was relieved by because i think if they had chosen the nursery house i would have like thrown shit well it was like not only did they plant this extremely like triggering mm -hmm. setup in this house but then there was the talking heads between the two hosts and she was like oh i totally yes. got her with the nursery I was like, ew! Well, and so the other thing we haven't talked about yet is um, at the end of every episode, they go back to the business place where the two hosts have mm -hmm. their supposed business. And um, they, like, go over all the options everybody talked about, and then they leave the couple alone. And the hosts go huddle and, like, whisper to each other about everything they did. And so yeah. in this huddle, the mother-in-law is there talking yep. to the two hosts. And... Yeah, they're, like, saying all of this to the mother-in-law as well. Like, but I think she, like, really liked the nursery. I think that, like, really got her. Yeah. And the, the mother-in-law is like, yeah. I just can't get over it. Like, it's one thing for a sh person in that, like, realtor role to take them into a spare room and be like, yes. oh, this could be your nursery someday. That's as far as yeah. you go with that conversation. And even that is like, Ooh. yeah, it's so like, it's I so just, insensitive. It's so horrifying. And they just fucking all all of them act like it's just OK that they've like. Yeah. And like the the real estate agent like they're all in there crying and she the bride is sitting in the rocking chair and the real estate agent is standing behind her with her hand on the chair pretending to cry and she's sort of like whispering sweet nothings into her ear and being like it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm like, right, like you're a real estate agent <laughs> on a reality show on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> There was so uncomfortable. I, I mean, our fan was Our right, fan was correct to be so alarmed and to make sure that that was the first thing that we understood about the flawed nature of this yeah. show. Yeah. And then, and then, on top of that, they 
the wedding person uses the um his like father's <gasps> yes death oh my god you're right as another triggering oh my god i <laughs> traumatic moment to then be like i'm going to make <sighs> wedding favors with your dad's monogrammed cigars on cigars yeah so they get back to the business which is also yeah. like a staged home that they work out of supposedly and they're going over all the stuff and yeah the wedding planner is like um turns to the mother-in-law and she says in a talking head like the mother-in-law is going to be pivotal to like whatever they choose so i need to appeal to the mother-in-law and yeah now the father was not spoken about throughout the episode that i remember he was was he okay The wedding planner, like, very obviously brings it up. Got it. Okay. Because this, I, my memory of it was that the first they mention of it is at this moment, but that makes more sense. So they sit down and she, like, turns to the mother-in-law and is like, blah, 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 blah. And in addition, we're going to make these custom monogram cigars with so-and-so's monogram. And, like, the mother-in-law starts crying. And I was like, the fuck did this come from? We didn't need a dead dad also. Well, she had to compete against the fertility setup. Oh my god, it's just like trauma on trauma on trauma, and I want none of it. It's icky. It's so gross. It's so gross. So gross. They're they're not my favorite. No. (laughs) No, I just, I can't imagine participating in it and feeling like it's okay. No. I would not feel okay about putting people... Because the thing, the thing about a reality show, especially one like this, is that, like, they're trite and stupid yep. and have no long-term impact on anybody. Yeah. And so, like, why would you choose to go out of your way to take somebody on the emotional mm-hmm. journey of their deepest trauma for a tour of an empty housing unit. Okay. Like uh, we're running a little <laughs> long. I don't need to bring up love and listen, okay. but like they know where the line is, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the thing. It's like, here to be like, I know you really wanted a closet. So like I found some room in the budget. And you're going to get your closet girl. <laughs> and that's enough. And like, that's it. That's it. They're not digging for trauma. They don't want it, personally. Like, they don't want anything to do with it. I mean, that's the thing is, it's not even just that the show doesn't know where the line is. The show knows. It's choosing to go over the line. It's choosing. It is actively seeking the line so it can be like, all right, what else is out there in the great beyond? I mean, so... Do you feel like this was... I'm trying to think of, like, Netflix's brand of reality show Mm. that this lives in, which is the same world of, like, the organization show and Dream Home Makeover and Marie Kondo. And I was thinking about Marie Kondo and how that one, like, hinged on some trauma as well. But it felt like that was more integral to, like, her process. Because I think her process sells itself as being, like, somewhat healing and restorative, You know, like, it's intended to 
help you like make peace or find peace with your space and your belongings mm-hmm. yeah. and like build a relationship with your belongings so that you can, I don't know, like create more balance in your home or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is not about being in touch with your lived experience and how that translates into the world around you. No. This is just like, can I make you cry on camera and will it play into some kind of producer-led narrative? Right. It's so yucky. It's so, so, so yeah. gross. Not a fan. I think, I think what I'm saying is I would err on the side of not watching it. Mm-hmm. And I've floated my feelings about it to several people before we recorded and the consensus is that we hate it and it's yucky it's not fun no like there's no element of fun about it like even the i mean maybe this is me like not engaging with wedding planning because i just find it so annoying that like I don't even want to do it for myself. Uh-huh. Never mind, like, seeing other people do it. I'm like, oh, you know, really? Are I we talking about this? A really? lot of people think wedding planning TV is going to be fun. And then all of my experience of wedding planning TV outside of Say Yes to the Dress, which is a rare exception, is that it is yeah. no fun. It's no fun. And wedding planning itself is not fun. The parts of wedding planning that's fun is, like, hanging out with your friends and drinking. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is only like fifteen percent of wedding planning. Which you can do without a wedding. I'm just you can say. for sure. Like, no, I didn't want it. No. House shopping is fun because there's that level of like snooping and judging yes. that I really enjoy. But like wedding planning, was but not this fun. doesn't even achieve that because then they're going into these houses and staging them. Yes. The other thing we haven't talked about is they they also find really shitty homes. <laughs> like yeah, she, the so the fertility couple, they walk into a kitchen and the real estate agent is like, "And look, you have your dream kitchen, and it's literally <laughs> like a quarter of the size of my kitchen." And I know that like you mm-hmm. listeners don't know what my kitchen is, but like I live in like a eleven hundred square foot one story ranch built in nineteen seventy. My kitchen is like an L shaped peninsula and a mm-hmm. stove. You know, yeah. like she's not salty about it like anywhere. Never, no. <laughs> Especially not like this week, right now. Everything's right. great in my kitchen at this moment. Thank you for asking. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't smell like anything. No. No. <laughs> But all of that aside, I was like, this is nobody's dream. It's just, a, it's no. it's a functional kitchen. It's fine. But like, yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. And you, you just know that that host is like, she's saying that being like, oh, these poor people. Yes. Like, that's their dream kitchen. That's not mine. <laughs> it's not like kitchen. her ideal clientele. She's just doing it for the yeah. exposure. Yeah. yeah. It's so rough. It's a rough go. I'm really invested right now in television that, like, makes me feel relaxed. And makes me feel like <laughs> things are, like, fine out there. Which is a really good transition to next week's content. Yes. Which is That's true. It's going to be triggering in every way. 
but yeah but this like, show is I not that with the sentiment no the show not. is not that i i don't know who, i have yet to determine who this show is for it's not for me it's it is not for me either it's got to be for someone because netflix made it mm. netflix has not nailed their brand no. on reality and that's a problem for them they can't compete with the giants of hgtv you just can't <laughs> it's a real sex to suck situation i really want to get you back into hgtv i know it's been a it's while. been a, a real while but you know what i am just gonna say my free advice to netflix is bring back cottage life bring back projects bring back projects that's all we want <laughs> if you want to get into the reality home space bring back projects bring back you cottage life produce it just pay for it from Canada literally like do i don't you. know what the fuck is going on with the distribution company that holds projects but like somebody get to the <laughs> bottom of it <laughs> that would solve everything can we like email the projects do you think we've gotten to that i point? tried to find them <laughs> <laughs> i didn't make it very far can you send us dvds oh my god if please help. you could buy brojack send dvd i don't think i googled that one yet you can't okay you kelsey can't. did <laughs> kelsey's Sorry, over here making fun of me in my life. <laughs> uh, all right well if if people out there have leads for um where to acquire brojacks where can they find us oh my god we'll we'll give you our personal phone that's numbers i would like literally instance. give you like my address and email and bank account information <laughs> if you could send me like any leads on brojacks <laughs> for legal reasons this is a joke but also <laughs> help um, you can send us all leads on brojacks um to <laughs> to email <laughs> to twitter to email <laughs> send us the projects <laughs> Kelsey's doing the sign off like me this week <laughs> okay our twitter is at hatewatchwithus our email is hatewatchwithus at gmail.com our website has a contact form it's hatewatchwithus.com and our Apple podcast has now like three and a half stars because some fuckers didn't like our opinion on some Sam Hewen Yeah, some fucker out there gave us like a two star review. I And it was after we said something about Sam Hewen. I just don't remember what. It was Men in Kilts and it makes me laugh because it wasn't a one star. It was, it was a, a two star, star review. So my headcanon is that Sam Hewen was listening to this and was like, they didn't like the show but they thought it was hot. So I'm going to give them two I feel like that deserves three stars because we did speak very highly of his thighs. We did. We made a point to mention it. Anyway, please save our stars. Give us a five-star review. You don't even have to leave any comments this time. But... No, no, it's just five stars. I'll settle for more. <laughs> we just gotta bring that average up, guys. We're yeah. really trying. Um, here, see if you would like the Academy to rewind. Where can you find the Academy to rewind in other content? 
If you would like to listen to some podcasts, such as Academy Rewind, which have opinions about the Oscars, which are not simply that they didn't like my song, you can find those shows over at Thoughtbubble FM on Twitter, thoughtbubbleaudio.com, thoughtbubbleaudio at gmail.com, and they also have a Patreon, so if you search for Thoughtbubble Audio, you will find the Patreon that supports this podcast network which is not i didn't tell you that that's what thought bubble audio is but it is <laughs> it, <laughs> it is, is. they've got other <laughs> they've got other shows <laughs> um and that's how you can support them so you know sure thanks is. for listening <laughs> thanks and we'll see you next week for something that we don't regret never at all. not once not never <laughs> okay, bye, bye.